very, very honored to have okay. Bill White join us. Bill has not joined us for a while now, and I, I just say this because of the uh, younger people that listen all across the country, and uh, and you know I don't think they knew who Franklin Roosevelt was, so I <laughs> so I, I just take a moment to say that Bill White, uh, one of the really first of all, one of the great people. Marty Appel wrote a piece about 50 years uh, with Bill, and and. Uh, He's had very good fortune, which he made himself. One, he came up with a great organization, or got to a great organization with his second team, the St. Louis Cardinals, and then, of course, came to the Philadelphia Phillies and then got into the broadcast business with ABC for the ABC station in Philadelphia, and then uh, was the first play-by-play uh, broadcaster, along with Phil Rizzuto and so forth, in the box in, in uh, Yankee Stadium. So Bill White... Uh, then you went to the administration. You went up to become president of the, the National League. So you've covered all bases. <laughs> yeah, we have. We have, and it's been most of it's been fun. It's been fun, and I've met some good people, uh, and uh, we just we just enjoyed life. Uh, we're 87 now, and uh, we uh, we've enjoyed life. Life's been good to us. Well, I'll say the same thing. Bill and I are both eighty-seven. I'll be I'll be eighty-eight. I'll be eighty-eight in June. So oh my goodness. we're 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 good. We've been we go way back. Uh, but also, I want to want to also mention that, uh, and maybe you talk a little bit about uh, the different organizations that you played with, uh, with Mr. Bush and the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, we're going to talk about Rolly Carpenter here in a minute because we did a whole show last week on Rolly and, and dedicated the show to he and his family. And we'll talk about that. But how about coming, uh, get switched over to those Cardinals for your first uh, first trade, and then going from there. Well, we went to the Cardinals from the Giants. First of all, we were the Giants, and of course, Adelanto's Payne and a couple other guys were a lot better ball players <laughs> than I was. And uh, so I got traded to the Cardinals. Uh, I forget what year it was. It's been so long ago. But that was, a, I think, really the most important thing that ever happened to me, uh, maybe in my life, at least uh, during my period as a baseball player, because uh, I got there and uh, I worked. Uh, oh, it was a nice short fence at right field, 303 down the line, I think, and about 320 to right center and 357. And, uh, of course, Dan Musial was there then. Uh, they had a great player, Musial. But the park was great for me because I wasn't a really a long ball hitter, but I could chop the ball over that fence there. Well, in fact, uh, you know, my first at-bat as a giant, they called me up. And I played against the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the Cardinals. And I hit a home run the first time up. It was so short. So I was glad to get there, really. I was glad to get there. And we stayed there about eight or nine years. And uh, uh, then, of course, uh, we moved around a lot. But baseball was good to me. And uh, I think uh, that I uh, was good for baseball. Uh, I came over from the Cardinals. Uh, I forget the year, but we played there. And Dick and I both drove in 100 runs that year. Uh, We didn't win it. Uh, but uh, I got to know uh, Dick Allen well. I think we roomed together for a while. And uh, unfortunately, he had a, a very, very bad uh, reputation. First of all, he's a great teammate. Secondly, he's a great person. Uh, we mm-hmm. lost him We lost him this year. But uh, I really, uh, I think uh, of all the players that uh, I really was around, and I roomed with Willie Mays and roomed with a lot of guys, but 
Uh, Dick and I, I thought, were, were very close. Uh, I was from Warren, Ohio, and he was from about 14, 15 miles away, uh, in a little town of Pennsylvania. And so uh, I, I knew quite a bit about it. But he was he was a heck of a ball player. Never gave less than 100%. Uh, he, uh, you know, I didn't pop up, and I ended up between first and second. He ended up between second and third. So he always hustled, which is what you look for in a player. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he uh, he had an accident and couldn't throw uh, much anymore, so they put him in the outfield, and that's where he had most of his problems because he basically uh, uh, was an infielder. Played with a lot of people, and there are very few who hustled more than Dick Allen, who gave you 100%. Uh, he had some uh, problems, uh, you know, off the field perhaps, but uh, when he was on that field, uh, he gave you 100%. And uh, I enjoyed playing with him. I enjoyed playing with Mays. I enjoyed playing with Zepeda. There are a lot of guys I played with. Uh, Dick probably had more power than any of them. He ball harder than anybody I saw uh, over the years that I played uh, Baseball, period. Nobody could go hard in Dick Allen. Bill, the only person that I would even compare him to as far as that, I, that, the hardest ball I ever saw hit was hit by Frank Howard in, a, in the World Series against the Yankees. And he hit a ball that Whitey Ford put his hand up to catch a line drive over the, over the mound. And that ball hit the center field fence and bounced back, and he got a single. <laughs> I, mean, I lost it for a moment. Uh, I'm, I live in the boonies, and I lost it. What did you say? I said Frank Howard was the was the player that I saw hit the hardest ball I had ever seen. Uh, hit off Whitey Ford in the World Series, and it went over Whitey Ford's head. He just flinched and put his hand up, hit the center field wall, and it turned out to be a single. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I was a Buckeye, too, you know. He played down Ohio State. <laughs> Bill, let me ask you this. I, 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 we're yeah. going to just touch on it. Uh, I want to get the ruling for a minute. Uh, but you and I chatted the last time you were on the show. is just before the uh, Hall of Fame voting. And uh, you mentioned that. that uh, and I know that you're a strong advocate. I don't want to get into any, uh, any of the reasons why or not that he's not in the Hall of Fame. But... Uh, I know you were a strong advocate then. You've been a strong advocate, and it's a little disappointing when you look at the numbers that he didn't get in. Yep, uh, uh, that that is true. Hopefully, uh, unfortunately, we lost him uh, this year. Uh, you're talking about Dick Allen, right? Yeah. And uh, but hopefully, at some point, he will uh, be recognized for what he did in baseball on the field. There have been a lot of players that uh, maybe had a problem or two off the field, and they've been there in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and right. I'm sure that uh, many people know and have read about what Dick Allen may have done off the field or whatever, but it, it only affected Dick Allen. It didn't affect anybody else, and it certainly didn't affect his play on the, on the field. I've never seen anybody hustle as much as uh, Dick Allen. Uh, he had the accident. Uh, and then, obviously, he uh, couldn't play third anymore. He had to go to the outfield, but... Uh, he was a good man. I roomed with him for about a year, year or two, and uh, I, I have nothing negative to say about about Dick Allen. He hustled. He played hard. Uh, once in a while, he didn't show up. Uh, I don't believe that some managers knew how to handle him, uh, and that the manager has to know how to handle star players. The players are the guys who have the ability of a Dick Allen. Sure, there were players in the past that we talk about that had a lot of fun playing, uh, and uh, they didn't get the attention that Dick Allen got. 
Well, Bill, let's chat a little bit about that. The actually you're talking about was, is, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he slid into second base, and that's when he hurt his shoulder, and that's why he couldn't throw anymore. I believe it was in Wrigley Field, Chicago, wasn't it? Well, that that happened, but yeah, but uh, I, something happened. Uh, you know, it's funny. I can't remember. Something happened uh, in uh, Philadelphia here, where he was in the hospital for a while. I visited him in the hospital. Uh, uh, I think it was an auto accident here, but I'm not sure. You know, it's funny. Maybe seven. I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> that's what really got him into uh, really hurry. Uh, his car was all banged up. And uh, it happened, uh, I think, at his house, and I went to see him. Of course, they wouldn't let me in. But he he was some kind of a player. I really enjoyed playing with him, didn't enjoy playing against him, and I enjoyed our uh, relationship after baseball was over. And, Bill, uh, let's get to the the main point that we did last week about Ruley Carpenter because – uh, you played in the Philadelphia Philly organization. You were in Philadelphia both uh, on television and as an active player before you went to join Phil Rizzuto. We'll we'll chat about that for a second. But uh, as a as a player, uh, and then later on an administrator within baseball, how about Ruley Carpenter? Good man, very 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 good man. He many owners I think sort of uh, stay away from the field. Some of them stay away from the players. Uh, but Ruley was there. Uh, you could talk to him. Uh, you could open up uh, with him, talk anything with him, and uh, you, you felt that he listened, and you felt that uh, you were going to, uh, first of all, he respected everybody. He's just a, just a very, very, very good person. And uh, uh, I played uh, in Philly, what, about three years. I had a good first year, and then I snapped my Achilles and hung around for two years, but one of the best people that, uh, very, very best people I met while I was in Philly was uh, Ruling, and uh, you could talk to him, uh, he listened, and uh, you had a great amount of respect for him. I know you did a little radio work on Sam Wex in St. Louis while you were still there, and, and then, of course, had the opportunity to go to Channel 6 in New York, which was the ABC affiliate. In fact, at that particular time, it may have been the number one ABC station in America. And you had a chance to do some work there. But how about when they when you got to New York and they said, we're going to give you an opportunity, and they put you in the radio booth and TV booth, and Phil Rizzuto walked out on you, <laughs> and you never broadcast a game before. Never broadcast a game. I always remember that. Uh, we're, I think we're, we're, we're playing Baltimore down in Miami or someplace. I flew in, got off the plane. Marty Fell picked me up, took me to the <laughs> took me to the ballpark, and uh, and introduced me to Phil. And all of a sudden, Joe DiMaggio shows up, and Phil says, right. "White, you take the mic." He went and talked to uh, DiMaggio, and the uh, see the Baltimore Orioles. I think we were playing the Orioles. The guy hit a home run. And here I am at the mic, never doing play-by-play. I just said, uh-oh. <laughs> that well, that's as good as holy play. cow. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know what? Well, I could have yeah. used that later on when I brought, really got to be a decent broadcaster. <laughs> Somebody hits a long drive, well, you know, maybe a Yankee gets a long drive, I'll say, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. You stepped up from player to broadcaster. The president of the National League will wind it up with this. Uh, how did you like being an administrator? Well, you know, it was it was a good experience for me. 
It was a good experience. First of all, I, I had uh, a great people there working with me. I won't say for me, but working, working with me. And uh, that, that's important. Uh, and uh, Bart Giamatti was a great person, and uh, we helped each other. Bart knew a lot about administration, uh, and I knew a lot about the game. And it's, it's amazing. He'd come up, and he'd spend 15, 20 minutes or more sitting and talking to me about baseball and about rules, about different things, and about life, and about life. I love Bart. And I really, really, really uh, uh, was upset when, when we lost him. But uh, a lot of people helped me. Uh, I couldn't probably remember all of them who uh, were up there. But ba- basically, I think uh, it was Jamadi and the people with whom I worked, who had been there for years, uh, really, really took good care of me. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't make too many mistakes there. And, uh, you know, we made some pretty good uh, decisions uh, when we expanded uh, in the National League, and we made some pretty good decisions when we uh, didn't let the American League run over us uh, (laughs) financially. Well, I tell you, you, you've had a great career. You're only 87. I'm only 87. We got another. (laughs) I've seen seen my my kids graduate from college and and my grandkids graduate from college, and now my great-grandkids. I tell them if I get to see them graduate from eighth grade, I'll be pretty happy. But I want to I want to thank you as always, Bill. It's terrific to have you with us, and uh, we try not to keep you too long because I know it's past your bedtime now, eight thirty. <laughs> well, I appreciate being on a lot of you know. Very few times do I go on the air with anybody more because we're just uh, we're just uh, retired. So I appreciate you asking me to come on. Uh, Bill, once again, oh, thank you so, so very, very you, much. Man. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll get yeah. together again. I'm, i got to get the, the Black Eddie. i got to get the, the <laughs> restaurant there and eat there because that's one of the great restaurants on the river up there. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> thank so you between for Point me Pleasant on. and Upper Black Eddie, we got you covered. <laughs> All right. That's great. That's great. Take care, Phil. Thank you. Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America. <laughs> 